Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Hello, Grinders, and welcome to the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Mangon, here to break down today's games for you guys. Uh, it's uh, you know it's Friday, very big slate, so we'll dive right in to start. Right, the only game that's not on the slate is the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs. That's the uh, you know the, the traditional two o'clock game like they always do in Chicago for uh, the Cubs games on Friday. So yeah, uh, we have a massive uh, slate for you guys. So we'll start with it: Tampa Bay Rays and the Baltimore Orioles here. Nine game total. Uh, this is the you know Faria going up against Kevin Gaussman, and this is a game where you know Rays get a big park upgrade against a guy like Kevin Gaussman. Seems like it would be a pretty good spot for some of the Rays. Uh, I don't love the Rays, but I think there's a couple guys like for value that you could go to right like the top like Span. Uh, his price has gone up a little bit. Uh, you know it's not the cheap price tag it was. So I think he's a fine play, but at that price it's kind of tough. You gotta have to see what site he's at. But on DraftKings at 4.2k, that's a little difficult. Uh, CJ Cron at three. 3- 3.7 I don't mind that I think that's decent value still there uh you know Bill Miller or not Bill Miller sorry that's the umpire Brad Miller uh the uh, second baseman he is uh you know very cheap on DraftKings at 3.1k against Galspin lefty the problem is I just I don't like use my first baseman spot on like a guy like Brad Miller that's the only problem I have with that position but uh other than that I don't want to go too crazy with Ray just a couple guys at the top I think are interesting against Galspin and that's kind of it Next up, we have the Baltimore Orioles. We got uh, you know Jacob Faria going against uh, these these red hot Orioles. I guess you could say. I mean, I don't know how red hot. I mean, when you go against Ian Kennedy, it should be pretty easy to hit the baseball out of there the way he's been pitching. But uh, yeah, it, this is definitely an offense that you want to look to kind of get some exposure to. I think right now, the problem is Faria is not a guy that I really want to be targeting too much. Like he's he's a young talented pitcher that uh, you know he's pitched pretty well at sometimes this year, and then sometimes he hasn't been. He's been kind of up and down so uh it's it's weird like i want to target him at the same time i don't because i think he's a young talented guy that i'm kind of buying in on uh long term right and against righties is where he's really having his uh, problems against righties 36.1 uh percent hard uh percentage and then against uh lefties is at 27.8 uh the woe is you know not bad against both which is kind of interesting the iso is where he's uh you know struggling against lefties it's only 107 but against righties at uh 1.81 so uh it's really that right-handed power and the thing is the orioles have a lot of that right-handed power there right they got a guy like mancini adam jones machado scope uh trumbo there's a lot of righties that can take him out so uh i, I do think that there's some uh power and pop here that we could take advantage of i think uh far could give up a couple solo shots or maybe you know a couple two run shots uh do think that there's some opportunity here for the orioles so uh again this is not one of my favorite games on the slate uh so we can move on to the next one I and mean, there's a couple like one-offs here for power that you can go to but uh really big slate don't love the offenses too much so uh, let's go on to the next one. And we have the Oakland A's taking on the New York Yankees. Kendall Graveman versus Sonny Gray. Uh, a little revenge for Sonny Gray. Uh, kind of kidding, uh, obviously, 
because you know it's uh, you know baseball and he, you know no no one no one no one is actually having revenge against the A's when you get chipped off from the A's you are, you seem like you're pretty happy about that I would I would assume but the A's are getting a really good ballpark shift from their park to another one but it's against Sonny Gray a guy that I don't really love to target so uh, I mean if you want to take guys like you know Matt Olson maybe as a one-off here or there or like a Chris Davis with the K I get it but the problem is like Sonny Gray's a good pitcher expect him to be leading then you get the Yankees bullpen I just don't think it's necessary to target any of these A's guys unless you're taking like a you know a power guy like a, maybe a Jed Lowry a Chris Davis or, or Matt Olson here or there as a one-off but I just don't want to go too crazy with these guys uh, maybe Matt Joyce if you really need a cheap uh, guy who could be batting at the top but I uh, Outfield, I think we'll have enough value where we can make it work. So I don't think we have to do that on this slate. Uh, Yankee side of the ball against Kendall Graveman. Uh, there's definitely guys to like, like Didi and Gardner. I think I would I wouldn't mind if you want to obviously get exposure to a guy like Stanton and Gary Sanchez and Judge. I get it, but they're not like one of my favorite stacks today. I think they're a good stack. I'm just I'm having trouble getting the money. Uh, it just depends. They're obviously a good stack because of the run total, right? 5.8. Kendall Graveman, if you look at the numbers, he's a guy that can get beat up uh, for sure. Uh, so, uh, you know, hard percentage against righties, 32.2%, giving him, uh, you know, 95% uh, or greater percentage on batted balls. With exit velocity, 43.9% against righties, against lefties at 32.2%. Uh, the ISO for both uh, against righties, 0.183 against lefties. Uh, 0.169, obviously giving him a ton of power. And, you know, these Yankees have a ton of power. So I, I totally, totally get it. One thing I also like is, uh, especially against Giancarlo Stanton, and uh, this is something you can take away, uh, you know, for future games and whatnot. If you're going up against a guy like Kendall Grayman, who is a, a big ground ball pitcher, uh, ground ball pitchers, how do you get ground balls? You get ground balls by throwing it low in the zone. And the one thing that Stanton struggles with a ton is hitting fastballs or not fastballs, just balls in general high in the zone. So a lot of pitchers do throw him high in the zone if they can, but a guy like ground ball pitcher like Kendall Grayman is going to throw them low in the zone. So it uh, seems like an easy spot for a Stanton homer because if there's anything that's, you know, middle of the play or below, Stanton's going to crush it. If you look at plate IQ, you can see that, uh, you know, Kendall Grayman, he does not throw a lot of stuff high in the zone. It's all low. Uh, Stanton should absolutely, uh, you know, have a field day with him today. Uh, I kind of like had that like epiphany when I was, uh, I was, I was thinking about Dallas Keuchel and I was like, man, all he's going to do is throw stuff low in the zone. And Stanton is only hitting, uh, only going to be hitting, like he doesn't hit anything high in the zone. He just hits everything low. He struggles with that. At least at the start of the year, he has really struggled at hitting stuff high. So, uh, I mean, grab ball pitcher and kind of great. I mean, you have to like Stanton. I would love to prioritize him and pay for him. The problem is, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough to be able to do that. Obviously, it's a core slate. Uh, another reason why it's tough, I like to get the Yankees stack in. Another reason why is uh, I like Max Scherzer a ton. And uh, building my cash game lineups, it's going to be tough to be able to get a lot of Yankees with Max Scherzer. But I get it. They're, they're a good stack. Like, uh, you know, at the top, I kind of said, oh, they're not as good of a stack. But it's just like they are. It's just the problem is they're really expensive. Uh, I, I think, like, I might go to Brett Gardner in my cash games to help get exposure to the Yankees offense. Uh, it's just they're really expensive, right? When you throw in Judge, when you throw in Didi, Stanton, and Gary Sanchez, like you start running out of money. And uh, I don't know. For me in my cash games, I'm going up to Max Scherzer, uh, it seems like. But I get it in tournaments if you can find uh, – 
cheap enough guys to make things work uh sure right the yankee stack makes a ton of sense they, they have a huge implied run total ken engraven is not that good of a pitcher uh so yeah i get it if you want to play him it's just uh i don't think they're gonna end up being my tournament team to stack up so uh but if you want to go right ahead i'm never gonna you know not say that the yankees couldn't have a big night because of all that power they have in the lineup uh, that, that's that's it for that game. Uh, anyone in the bottom here, like if, if Aaron Hicks gets a uh, if Aaron Hicks just gets a good lineup spot, maybe him. Uh, I think he's fine, but I don't really want to mess around. With too many guys in the bottom, bottom of the order. Neil Walker's fine if you need value. Andujar, don't don't hate it, but uh, yeah, just those main guys I want to be stacking up and then maybe r- wrap it around with one of those guys. Not not too many of them. Uh, let's go to the next game. New York Mets, Philadelphia Phillies, Stephen Matz versus Jake Arrieta. This is an eight total, and uh, this is definitely a game where I don't think I'm interested in any of the hitters. Uh, maybe like a Reese Hoskins is a one-off against Stephen Matz because, uh, you know, Stephen Matz is a lefty and Reese Hoskins against any lefty makes sense. If you still want to go to Carlos Santana because he's treated you well the last couple of days, I wouldn't hate doing that, but don't think you need to on this slate. Uh, don't think it's too necessary against a guy like Stephen Matz. I can understand taking a shot on Matt in tournaments uh, at that price if you really want to. It's just he's really cheap, like 6K on DraftKings. Let me, let me pull up Fantasy Draft right now and see what his price tag is because uh, Fantasy Draft, uh, you know, it's our sponsor site. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, go over and check it out. Uh, it's a site where you can play uh, pretty much unlimited uh, hitters that you want, any, any that you want. It's just put them in like you know the uh, infield outfield is a matter of utility spots this is you don't have to roster like a catcher which is nice just you are no restrictions in, in uh, making your lineup so that's always nice over there but uh steven matt's 11.9k over there on fantasy draft so really cheap price tag. again like if you're jamming in the yankees you're jamming in the rockies uh I, I get if you want to take him because he's a, a pitcher that has some high strikeout upside. I guess you kind of have to see the lineup, though. I do worry, though, right? Phillies have guys that can run on them, and, uh, you know, Cesar Hernandez, Kingery, uh, they will run on them. Abdul Herrera. So, uh, again, uh, definitely slightly worried about that. And Steven Matz, he cannot hold runners on at all. So there is some uh, good value in some of these Phillies bats here. So don't want to uh, don't want to overlook that at all. So, yeah, again, uh, Phillies bats I have some interest in. And I also think Steven Matz, is an interesting turn option because you know for that price if he can have like a gem of a game which I, he certainly can do uh there there is a ton of upside at that price and compared to other pitchers uh i feel like he has a better chance of doing it than some of these cheaper pitchers down here so he's interesting and sort of in play if you're just jamming in these huge price bats but uh other pitchers i rather prefer that are, are a little more expensive that i can make work i think Anyways, uh, Jake Arrieta on the opposite side. I just think he's a really good play uh, in general. Uh, just that price tag is really nice at 8.1K on DraftKings. Uh, he seems like a great SP2 option to consider. Uh, I like him a lot against the Mets here. Mets have been struggling in general. I know it's in a uh, better better park for the hitters. Uh, you know, obviously gives the bump to some of the Mets pit, uh, hitters, but uh, Jake Arrieta in this spot, I think is a really good tournament play and someone that I like. And I don't like any of these Mets bats here. Next game, San Francisco Giants, Pittsburgh Pirates. This is an eight total. Jameson Tyon against Andrew Suarez. And, uh, man, this is a weird game. I think it's just, like, I only have early interest in Jamison Tyon. Again, it's a very big slate, so we have to, like, you know, cross some games off at times. So, uh, yeah, Jamison Tyon is the guy that I have interest in. I mean, this is a spot where Tyon, uh, you know, against the Giants, I think there's a lot of upside here. Uh, the problem is he, he, you know, he's really struggled to walk throughout his career. That's really uh, where he's had some issues. But, uh, you know, here for Tyon, I think there's a lot of upside against a Giants team that 
uh, you know, they, they've been struggling this year. Uh, definitely striking out a lot. Let's see what the numbers are uh, right now in 2018 alone. Uh, against lefties, it is 25%. Against righties, it's 21%. Uh, it's also a really negative park shift for the Giants. Well, maybe not negative park shift, but uh, I guess it's been negative park shift from what they've been doing recently, but they, they're normally in one of the worst parks. Uh, so I guess that's technically wrong, but this is not a good park for hitters, right? This is more of a pitcher's park anyway. So that's obviously plays into Tyon's favor a little bit. He's been great this year too, getting a ton of ground balls at 57.4%. Uh, it's just, it's tough not to like Tyon here, especially against all those righties, right? Uh, the, the, the Even the lefties he's doing well against, but the righties uh, are there's all up and down the lineup. So uh, it's definitely gonna be a pretty good spot for him. Like guys like Brandon Belt are the only thing that had me worried that could absolutely destroy his pitch count. But uh, yeah, I just, I think it's too good of a spot for Tyon to really ignore. I like him a lot at that price. I think he's a really good tournament play and a nice cash game option too at 7.3K. Uh, Suarez, I'm, you know, don't worry about him. He's terrible. And then these Pirates, I just don't have a lot of interest in any of them here against Suarez, even though I don't like Suarez. Uh, I mean, again, if you want to play Marte, Josh Bell, you know, get some exposure to the Pirates, but I just don't feel like their offense is uh, too DFS friendly and don't really value their runs as much as other offenses. So, uh, I mean, if you want to go like a Marte and a Josh Bell, that's fine, but that's it. I just want to go only really Jamison Tyon and maybe a couple one-offs on the Pirates and that's it. Uh, next game, Boston Red Sox, Toronto Blue Jays, 8.5 total. This is Chris Sale, one of the aces on the mound today against the Toronto Blue Jays. The one thing I will know that the Blue Jays will do is they will get righty heavy if they can, but they, you know, they tried to do that the other day against James, uh, James Paxson. And what that happened, uh, you know, no hitter got thrown. Uh, obviously, if a pitcher's on, uh, that can happen. But uh, I do think Chris Sale is in play. I think he's a fine pitcher. Like, I don't want to say anything bad against him, but I'm probably not rostering him. I'm probably rostering Max Scherzer instead. Uh, I think that's my current lean, but obviously it can change. Uh, I just... I don't know. First look, I'm thinking it's Max, uh, you know, in that environment against Arizona. But uh, Chris Sale obviously could have a massive game and could do really well. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to go Chris Sale, I won't talk you out of it. But I think Max Scherzer is the better play. That's my personal opinion. Uh, so, yeah, Chris Sale, sure, he's great in tournaments, too. Obviously, uh, could have lower ownership than Max, too, because I'm thinking Max is going to be the chalk. So if that's the case and you want to pivot over to Chris Sale, I get it for, uh, you know, the upside and the ownership. I do think on the opposite side, we can obviously target Aaron Sanchez uh, with any of these Red Sox bats, right? Like up and down the lineup, they're all pretty good. It's just they're really expensive. I like Ben and Tendi. They still think there's some pretty good value with him there. Uh, Henry Ramirez has installed a pretty good price. Mitch Moreland, don't mind that. But uh, yeah, it's just Ben and Tendi and Ramirez are like two guys I like. And if you can get bets on JD in, that's fine. And Bogarts, I like his price still a little bit at 4.4K. So I'd probably just go like the one through five if I could. Uh, maybe run it back with like a Devers in there. Uh, if I take one of the one through five out and have uh, Devers part of the wraparound, but uh, yeah, if you want to stack with the Red Sox, that's how I do it. Uh, probably not one of my favorite stacks or anything, but they're one of those that like are in consideration uh, for me today. So yeah, that that kind of uh, is that for that game. Uh, let's go to the next one: Kansas City Royals. Cleveland Indians, Jason Hamill and Trevor Bauer, eight and a half total. And uh, yeah, Trevor Bauer, you know, he, I'm just not paying that price for him. That's kind of the problem. I mean, it just seems crazy to me to have to pay for Trevor Bauer at that price. Uh, sure, he's, you know, he's had a, he's had a good year for the most part, you know, has some struggles though against righties getting hit kind of hard and walking a ton of guys in general. So uh, that's obviously a concern, but why, why would you pay this price when you pay for like Max Scherzer instead? Like just find other guys to pay up for, you know, Chris Sale for his upside 
that just makes no sense. Uh, I know the Royals offense isn't good, but I'm not paying for Trevor Bauer. I will pass on that. I don't really have any interest in any of the Royals bats today, so uh, perfectly fine with fading them. Uh, on the Cleveland side, though, against Jason Hamill, have to have interest in some of these guys. Jason Kittness, love that as a value today. Michael Brantley, still think he has a pretty good price. And then, uh, I mean, if you have the money for Lindor, sure. The problem is like Lindor, Ramirez, uh, Edwin, like this is like a common trend. Like some of these offenses we like to say, like the Red Sox and the Yankees, they have all these expensive bats to pay for. So just the question is, it's not if they're good or bad plays, it's if you have the money for them, uh, you know, you can get them in. But I just, it just depends how your roster construction is working out. Obviously, they are good plays, but uh, Kipnis and Brantley are more of the values that I'm looking at. Because again, I'm trying to pay up for, uh, you know, Max Scherzer, and uh, that makes some things kind of difficult. And I think I'm paying in the mid tier for my second pitcher. So yeah, that wraps up that game. Let's go to the next one, Atlanta Braves and the Miami Marlins. And this is Brandon McCarthy against Dan Straley, eight and a half total. Uh, in Miami, obviously more of a pitcher's park, and uh, it's tough. I just think this is a game. Uh, classic stay away, right? Just like I'll cross it off in general. Uh, if you want to target the Braves offense, I get it because like I, I've talked about this. The Braves offense is really talented and really good, and I don't think Vegas is like accounting for how good that offense is. So if you want to target him against Dan Straley, you can go for it. Uh, again, they're pretty similar to all the offenses we talked about today. They have three guys in the lineup, like Albies, Acuna, and Freeman, who are just really expensive and hardy, hard to obviously get in there. Uh, and, you know, then you got to find a couple of value plays in there, which you obviously could with like putting in like maybe a Tyler Flowers and a Jose Batista with have a ton of pop. So uh, I get it, especially against a guy like Stan Straley who struggles, five ball pitcher. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't see myself going to the Braves. I'd rather go to you know if I'm going to pay up in those positions, I'd rather pay up for you know Yankees or Red Sox or in the Indians and instead so uh i think they just kind of missed the cut for me but i get it if you've been playing the braves and they treated you well you want to keep going back to both of them i totally understand uh, on the marlin side of the ball i'm just gonna play none of these guys I mean, if you want to do justin Bohr for cheap as a one-off because it is a good value i could see myself doing that possibly in cash games because he's just too cheap and against guy like brandon mccarthy uh it could obviously make some sense because we need some good value on this slate i think justin Bohr is a guy at first base that just has so much pop is a really great hitter uh, so again, like if you look at just Bohr, is just such a good hitter. It's it's hard to ignore uh, against lefties. Uh, you know, Brent McCarthy's obviously uh, done really good at keep get you know holding down the hard contact, but uh, he had a huge ISO uh, two fifty eight against lefties, and the Woba is high uh, three forty seven. So uh, he's definitely a lefty I like here in this spot, Justin Bohr. Next game on the slate, we have the uh, Seattle Mariners and the Detroit Tigers is a nine total with Marco Gonzalez going up against Matt Boyd. And there are some weather concerns here. That's the one problem. Uh, really hoping this game goes. There were some other weather concerns like Kansas City and Cleveland. That's yellow orange right now. And then, but the the Seattle Detroit is red orange, which uh, this is really frustrating because this is a game that I want to get some exposure to. Obviously, like the Seattle offense here, uh, they're definitely a team that I want to be targeting. Yes, some of those guys are expensive, but like got decent price tags on Gene Segura and Robinson Cano and Nelson Cruz, Mitch Haniger. Like the, the fact that Nelson Cruz and Mitch Haniger are the same price are crazy, and you can just play both. And I think you'll just get low ownership based on that. Like people are just not going to play Mitch Haniger uh, and Cruz together, uh, even though they should. They won't. Uh, and Nelson Cruz against a lefty absolutely could destroy Matt Boyd. Seems like one of the easier home run calls on the slate. Love him. If I can get him in my cash games, I will. But I'm just definitely worried about the weather. So uh, again, love this 
this offense in general uh one i want to target i wouldn't even hate uh targeting kyle seager who's been red hot uh you know hit two home runs yesterday and he's actually not that bad against lefties so uh if that would help make your stack different too uh zaninu at catcher you know seattle stacks always help make that easier if you can roster zaninu who has a ton of pop especially against a lefty so uh yeah it's upsetting i don't have the seattle stack right now and it's red orange i'm hoping it kind of gets better throughout the day and then that way there's low ownership on it because no one's thinking about this stack or building with it and then roth kind of gives us the go at like 6 30 that'd be a fun stack to have uh, only problem is the weather right it's kind of cold there uh 48 degrees so obviously it doesn't help the hitters as much but this is an offense that could absolutely go off here against boyd so i like that uh on the opposite side with the tigers like you know i'm sure i would love to target Marco gonzalez but i just don't know where i'm gonna do it with and uh, I, this game like I, i'd rather just go to the seattle side or i think i'm gonna have low enough ownership it's a huge slate anyways i don't shouldn't even really be worrying about ownership in tournaments but uh yeah i just would rather the seattle stack over the tiger stack uh, no need for me to go there with the tigers let's go to the next game texas rangers houston astros this is an eight total and justin verlander against cole hamels and man uh, verlander is expensive uh Sure, I would love to play Verlander. I think he's a good play. I just, I don't know. I'm leaning Max right now. I know there's a lot of K upside with, uh, you know, with the Texas lineup, but I just think Max is just has crazy strikeout upside. He's probably the best pitcher in baseball right now. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe right now is the wrong term, but like, because uh, Garrett Cole right now is clearly the guy that's just been crazy good. But, uh, you know, if we're using like the last like year sample size, I'd probably go with Max as the guy. And I just want to play him against Arizona in that humidor. But anyways, Justin Verlander against the Rangers. There's a lot of strikeout upside. I think he's a really good tournament option. Something you definitely should be wanting to get exposure to on this slate. Like him here. Which means I'll have no interest in the Texas bats. You can just fade them. Against Cole Hamels, though, Astros bats are definitely interesting. Uh, you know, they have a 5.04 total. The only thing is, like, I mean, I can't describe. Cole Hamels has definitely been uh, better than expected, I should say, this year. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where you look at the numbers. He's getting hit pretty hard. Obviously, we want to be targeting him. Uh, and it's the Astros. They should obviously eat him up. You know, one of those in-division opponents, too, that's seen him a ton, so that obviously helps. But uh, if you look at Cole Hamels, right, like, it's just weird. If you look at the numbers, you would think he gave up a lot more runs, but he's given up only two earned runs, one earned run, two, four, two, five, one, three. Uh, I kind of talked about this with Big T. Like, I don't know. He just seems like that, like, crafty veteran that just keeps, like, you know, knowing how to pitch still and pulling things off, and we don't understand how he is doing it. But uh, I guess an Astros offense, if you want to target them, I I get it, uh, you know, Springer, Altuve, Correa, I'll never argue them against a lefty ever. So sure, you know, they're getting hit hard too against righties, like 48.6% is the hard percentage against righties, like this Astros offense is, is such a good offense to target here. Uh, if you could pay up for those guys, again, common theme on this slate is just like uh, every team has like three really, like every good stack that I like has three really, uh, you know, expensive pay-up options. But uh, love those righties here. Uh, you know, Guriel might be an interesting guy that we can get. Bregman too, like him. So this is a lineup up and down I like. And maybe cheap exposure, we can go to a guy like Gaddis uh, as cheap exposure to this offense, possibly in cash games to help roster a nasty catcher position. But uh, yeah, have to like the Astros offense. Uh, if you want to fade them and basically just I don't know how Cole Hamill's been doing it and he keeps doing it. Uh, you know, just crafty veteran pulling it off and you just there's other offenses, big slate. I get that argument, but uh, there's obviously reasons like the Astros here. Let's go to the next game. We got a uh, Coors Field, obviously a game that we're going to want to look at and have a ton of exposure to. Uh, you know, Brandon Woodruff going up against Chad Bettis. 
We'll start with the rocky side of the ball. Uh, against Woodruff, we definitely have to have some interest in those lefties, right? The Charlie Blackmans, the Paras, the Dolls, uh, Carlos Gonzalez. Kind of want to see what the lineup spot obviously ends up giving us because that's going to be really important, uh, is always important with uh, with the Rockies. They seem like they make different lineups all the time. But Woodruff, a guy against lefties, uh, you know, definitely we can target. Uh, the sample is really small on this season. Let me get last season up, too. Uh, to kind of so we can kind of get a good sample size on what he's done so far against righties and lefties i mean he's getting hit at like a 32 percent rate against both uh i mean if you look at plate iq it's weird like you know obviously like plate iq is made so easy for us that we can just look we don't have to, like look at the numbers we can just see all the green or red and kind of figure out who's bad and who's good very simply by that just a really quick easy way to do it if you want but uh yeah he has a lot of green here and like if you look like the iso is low against righties and lefties definitely has me like concerned uh the average exit velocity is low on the on this like i don't know i'm just kind of wondering if the sample is just really small or what but uh you know the rockies are still a great offensive target it's course field uh, I'm not going to overlook this at all. I think you want to get exposure to him. It doesn't feel like a day, though, where you want to just jam in cores uh, completely. It doesn't feel like that kind of day where it just like load up on it, go crazy, which if that's the case, I mean, maybe it gets lower ownership. Again, that's like my first, you know, that's my first look on it, my thoughts on it. Uh, that's not me thinking what everyone else is thinking, too. And again, it's a big slate. Ownership uh, doesn't really matter, I feel like. Uh, the one game it always does matter on a little bit we have to think about is cores but if cores does get under owned because people are just thinking oh bettis has pitched well this year and they look at the numbers and say oh woodruff hasn't been as bad uh i don't know maybe maybe it gets lower owned but uh i don't know i think uh i think it's obviously rockies are a team you have to want to target i just doesn't doesn't feel like a day where you're jamming in cores and making sure you want to get exposure and have to get exposure uh on the opposite i mean chad bettis has pitched uh pretty well so far this year uh he's not a guy that i i you know have been going out of my way to target when i see him on the slate uh you know he's been up a little a little bit of power against lefties if you look at the uh hard percentage uh you know against lefties 31.5 percent righties 30 percent uh the woba has you know been a little hasn't been as bad like he's definitely keeping things down compared to in the past uh k percentage you're not you're not wrestling for that though his k's are are not high at all it's just he seems like he's just doing a good job pitching pretty efficient games overall so uh i know the brewers though they're a very boom bust offense so uh yeah i, I think travis shaw as a lefty is certainly in play against bettis uh, I think a lot of these Rockies, are, I mean, not Rockies, uh, Brewers are certainly in play. If you're going to go in on them, just go all in because they're very boom bust offense. And if they get it going, they get going hot and quick. Certainly viable as a tournament stack and a team that uh, I think you want to be getting exposure to, right? Like Travis Shaw and Cash Games, I'm going to try my best to get exposure to at 4.3K. Uh, I think he's a really good play today. Uh, just like that price on him. Just kind of depends on uh, third base and who's in the lineup and who's not, but and uh, if I can make it work. But I like that price on him. Uh, obviously easier than going up to a guy like Nolan Arenado, who's 5.6K. That's the other problem, too. A lot of these Rockies are expensive, too. Uh, you know, Trevor Story is a nice price tag at 4.3, Parra at 3.5, uh, Carlos Gonzalez at 3.9 like those prices on them but uh you know trying to pay for like the the Blackman and Arenados kind of make things difficult uh so again common trend most of the offenses I like have uh, expensive guys you have to pay for so gonna have to find some type of value to be able to make this work because uh you know I'm gonna be getting Max Scherzer in there for sure uh and he's next let's segue right into him against the Arizona Diamondbacks uh you know Diamondbacks have a 3.09 run total 
So yeah, uh, obviously it's not the lowest on this total on the slate. That lowest is actually uh, for the Rangers against Verlander, which is interesting. So I thought the Dimebacks would have the lower one, but obviously Dimebacks are a better offense than that, and they're going to be able to throw some decent lefties at him, right? At least David Peralta is one of those uh, that obviously be able to throw. I mean, good hitters like Paul Goldschmidt and uh, AJ Pollock. Uh, so yeah, those are a couple of guys that I fear a little bit, but Max Scherzer, it's tough not to look at the numbers and not want to have exposure to him. He is such a good pitcher. Just the talent is incredible uh just just pull up the numbers for you uh you know k percentage against righties 44.6 percent against lefties 27 percent uh this team is also like righty heavy too for the most part uh again there's a couple lefties you obviously have to worry about mainly peralta but uh i mean overall it's just those righties are probably gonna have a lot of trouble here so uh love scherzer in this spot my favorite payoff option for sure and he's probably gonna be in all my lineups today on this slate on the opposite side, uh, I joke about it. Uh, Matt Koch, he's, he's, I, I've joked on Twitter that he's an ace, but he's, he's not an ace. He's just a uh, he's a pretty talented pitcher, in my opinion. Maybe not talented. That's going too far. But for cheap, uh, he's not a bad pitcher like people think. The dude costs 4.4K, guys. 4.4K. Uh, if you package that together with sale, like that equals, you know, only 18K altogether. That's like paying for two 9K pitchers. Uh Koch is not as bad as people think. He's changed a lot of things with his uh, game. Uh, I think it's interesting to double stack these pitchers up in the humidor. I think there's a good spot for him. Strikeouts, again, they're not there as much, but the dude is 4.4K. If you want to play Max Scherzer with all these expensive offenses that I've discussed, play them together. It's a certainly viable play, and I think it could work out here. Uh, If you look at this Nationals lineup, pulling it up now, uh, against righties, their K percentage is 22.3%. I mean, there's not good righties in that lineup where there are some K upside, right? There's a, a Howie Kendrick, uh, <laughs> Severino, a Michael Taylor. Those guys at the bottom lineup could struggle. I wish like Rendon wasn't back, right? Because that's obviously another bat that uh, makes things difficult. But uh, And I am worried, obviously, about Bryce Harper. Hopefully, Koch just gives up one solo shot to him, and that's it, right? That, that's my uh, hope that can happen. Uh, he doesn't walk a lot of righties too, right? He's got a low walk percentage at 4 0.5%. It's against the lefties where he struggles. So maybe he just, uh, you know, throws those uh, walks to Bryce Harper and, you know, gets a lot of ground balls. He's he's more of a ground ball guy in this park, uh, which is obviously great to obviously be more of a ground ball guy too. You give up less uh, opportunities for home runs. Being a good ground ball guy and not giving up as much walks as you would think, uh, you know, against righties, like I said, it's very low, 4.5%. Against lefties, it's 10.3%. But this is a team that can't get as lefty heavy as you would think. So again, I think this is a really good play at the price. The price is just stupid. Like, you can play a pitcher at 4.4K, and they don't have to do much for you. So uh, I like the idea in tournaments of packaging Serger, packaging Matt Koch, and uh, going up uh, with him. And if you're like, oh, the guy's going to get intimidated by all these, uh, you know, big pitchers against him, he already played against Kershaw this year uh, and did fine. So, uh, yeah, I I think it's perfectly fine to go with him in this game. Uh, I've probably talked about him too much. But, again, I looked at some things on him. It's just like his fastball's up. He's fixed some of his pitches. He's a lot better pitcher. So I've read up on him a little. So, again, I like him in tournaments. That's enough about talking about him. Uh, Obviously, though, Max Scherzer, 100% for me, him. I'm going to be all in on him on this slate which means i'm not gonna have interest in any of these hitters here unless you want to pay up for a contrarian bryce harper i totally get it but uh, not for me i think there's better pay up options instead 
Let's go to the opposite side. We got Tyler Skaggs and Lance Lynn. And, uh, you know, Tyler Skaggs, I have a little bit of interest in him today. I think that uh, against this Twins team, there definitely be some reasons to target him. Uh, you know, they're going to have a lot of lefties in there that uh, could obviously be good for him. I need to see a Twins lineup, though. That's always important for me. So uh, Skaggs is in play. He's, like, in the player pool. But I, there's some things that are going to obviously, uh, you know, give him bumps and give him downgrades. I need to see what the umpire is. I need to see what the lineup is. A lot of things. So uh, kind of want to wait and see on Skaggs. He's in the player pool, someone I am considering for cash games but again like i could just go area against the mets maybe instead but uh there's there's a lot of decent guys in this range that i like uh and another one that's coming up in the next game too so uh skags is in the player pool but not like a lock or anything like that but someone you should be considering in your cash games and in your tournaments in my opinion on the opposite side lance lynn uh i mean he's 5k like again like it's just the angels i don't really want to target the angels offense uh but some of these when we start getting pitchers that are like five k or less it starts to become interesting to kind of consider him and lance lynn i know he's not a good pitcher right now but he's got that has been and uh you know i think he will have some decent games uh this year uh i'm not saying this will be the one but i do think he's a guy that uh we can take advantage of that cheap price at times this year when the matchup is right problem is the matchup is not right today so uh like 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 the last time he was out there against the uh, white Sox, the matchup was right right it was perfect spot for him so uh he's on the twins whenever he gets the white Sox, seems like he's gonna be a nice cheap guy to target against the white Sox, but uh not today against the angels so uh you can take what i said about lance lynn though and uh you know use that against the white Sox anytime that happens and uh you know thank me then uh for that one but I want you to know White Sox uh, righties. Righties against White Sox always crush them. So, uh, anyways, uh, no Lance Lynn for me today. More interest in Tyler Skaggs. And I really don't like these offenses too much today. Uh, if you want to go an Angel stack again, you can, but uh, I just think there's better stacks to go to uh, Rockies, Yankees, Red Sox, Astros, uh, Indians. Just way more uh, stacks that we can look at. Let's go to the next game. Luke Weaver against Eric Lauer. Uh, Cardinals against the Padres. Eight total here. And uh, again, uh, another pitcher in this like mid-tier range that I talked about. I said I like this range. Luke Weaver, I like him against the Padres here. I think there's a lot of strikeout upside for him. He can be very volatile. It can be uh, very scary to play Luke Weaver. Uh, it can be a wild ride at times. So uh, maybe this is one of those games you don't watch. Just kind of roster him and hope for the best. But uh, Luke Weaver is certainly in play on this slate. A guy that I like in my cash games and my tournaments. Uh against this Padres offense. I obviously want to see what they do if they get really lefty heavy. That could obviously get me uh, slightly interested in maybe getting off. That's kind of one of the things I have to wonder, and uh, it's just that's something to worry about, obviously, uh, because uh, those lefties can give uh, give Weaver a little bit of problems here. Uh, if you look at the numbers here, K percentage uh, so far against righties, it's at 27.6%. It gets lefties at 23.1%, so obviously has a pretty good K percentage going around. Uh, you know, he's definitely in play, someone that I want to consider. I worry about the walks at 7.9%. Uh, let's see the walks against both sides of the plate. Yeah, it's against lefties more so at 9.3%. Uh, giving up more line drives than fly balls, which is obviously better. Uh, you know, we don't want to be, we'd rather give up more ground balls, which is ground ball percentage is pretty good against righties, 49.7%. Against lefties, 44.6%. Uh, keeping the Woba pretty nice and down. Again, the ISO 2 has been pretty good. Even against the lefties, it's been pretty good. So, uh, yeah, I just, I think Luke Weaver is someone that we have to be considering is certainly in play and one of the better uh, options here the, the question for me is going to be and if i wanted to rank this mid-tier guys that i talked about it's probably like jake arietta uh one for me luke weaver two tie on three and then skaggs four i guess that's kind of the mid-tier i guess you could say i don't know if i missed someone there but uh 
Again, I think the most optimal build today is going Max Scherzer and going one of those mid-tier guys. I think that's the optimal build and then kind of fill in the values. It'll help you pay up for a couple bats here and there. And then you have to pick, right? You got to pick between Blackman, uh, Stanton, all, all those pay up options. So uh, I think that's going to be the most optimal build and how I build my lineups. Uh, and uh, overall, that's kind of the full construction. So <laughs> enough about that rant. Let's go back to this game and talk about it. Eric Lauer, he's not a good lefty. I do think the Cardinal stack could be interesting. Their prices are all right too. You get Ozuna at 3.6K, Fowler at 3.9. 9k uh, jose martinez against a lefty at 3.4k i really like him as a nice value think he's a good play if you think eric lauer stinks i still would play matt carpenter in the stack because no one's going to play him as against a lefty and we'll get in that bad padres bullpen and carpenter could obviously have his way there tommy fan though at 4.9k is kind of expensive i don't mind maybe leaving him off reason why and like I, I get it right you don't want to leave off tommy fan because he's such a great play and if you can fit him sure but like I said, I really like Max Scherzer. He's obviously a pitcher I want to pay up for. And I haven't found like this like cheap stack that I feel like I can make work with my expensive pitchers. And if I'm paying up, how can I make it work? So maybe I go Carpenter, Jose Martinez, Marcelo Zuna, Dexter Fowler, and like a Jed Lowry or a Paul DeJong for 3.8K or 3.9K. Jed Lowry, a little revenge for him too, right? But uh, I don't hate leaving Tommy Famel. And that's kind of a cheap stack then. So yeah, like I said, I haven't talked about a lot of cheap stacks today, but I sort of think the Cardinals one is sort of interesting here, uh, just because I like the prices, and I think uh, against Lauer, obviously could give him uh, give him some problems and hit him pretty hard, because uh, against righties, the hard percentage is at 47.2%, uh, walking a ton of guys at 12.7%, I mean, just, just a lot of struggles for him. So uh, again, I think this is a pretty interesting spot for, uh, for these guys. So uh, yeah, Cardinals stack is my sort of interesting, sneaky stack that's really cheap because again like if you're paying up for guys it's kind of difficult let's go on to the last game of the slate and we got cincinnati reds against uh you know the los angeles dodgers and this is against the uh, awful matt harvey and kenta maeda and uh yeah it's just a slate where kenta maeda is not going to happen for me uh, i just he always gets pulled early it is the reds though right it's really frustrating to think about because they give up a k percentage of 30 point whatever percent i think it's like 30.6 percent looked it up yesterday but uh you know, the Reds are just not a good offense, but maybe I have to consider it more just because the upside is insane against the Reds. I think it's more a tournament play, and that sounds weird to say because the guy gets yanked so early, and it seems like he's more maybe cash viable, but I just worry he gets yanked too early where it can cause some problems. I do think in tournaments, so let's say they give him the long leash. Like, could you imagine if Kenta Maeda went seven innings against the Reds? If I could tell you you could have seven innings of Kenta Maeda, man, he, he would be like a lock and load. It would just be insane what he would do to this Reds offense. So uh, I think Maeda is a really interesting tournament play. If you can embrace that risk, uh, I think that's perfectly fine and someone to consider for sure in the mid-tier. On the opposite side, I mean, Matt Lowry, Matt, Matt, Matt Lowry, Matt Harvey is bad. Like he is not a good, uh, not a good pitcher. Someone that you want to be targeting against. I think there's some really good value here. Uh, Jack Peterson, I like is a good, really good tournament play. Uh, I think you know, going to a grand doll at catcher is a good idea. Love him in this spot. I think it's a great spot for him to hit a home run or two for grand doll. Love him here. Cody Bellinger, uh, 4.3 K, you know, that's still a decent price on him and it's still mixing in maybe a Matt Kemp and Matt, uh, and a Chris Taylor is fine. Uh, I do think this is an offense that, uh, we have to see the lineup for too, because the Dodgers kind of do some wonky things a lot of time with their lineup. So obviously stay tuned for that. We'd see Verdugo possibly in there. He could be an interesting value, but, uh, with, with the Dodgers at a 4.77 run total. And again, like they're one of the, they're definitely a cheaper stack too, right? Kind of like the Cardinals I talked about. They're a little more expensive than them, but I still think they're another cheap stack you can consider that'll help make things work. So uh, like the Dodgers offense too. Uh, that'll about wrap up the slate for you guys. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll kind of go into the stack of the day and try and pick out which one my favorite one is. It's tough because I really don't have like this strong stance on like a stack that I'm 
absolutely in love with today, right? Uh, it's just, it, for some reason, it hasn't popped off the page. There's not one that I'm just in love with completely. Uh, I think there's good stacks up and down the board that you can obviously consider. We obviously, when I do this, we always keep course fields off. Uh, but you know what? Like, like I said, I'm going to go with the common theme. I'm paying for Max Scherzer uh, and just looking at the DraftKings price, uh, I'm just going to go with the Cardinal stack. Going with that Carpenter, Jose Martinez, Ozuna, Fowler, and JJ Erko. Uh, I'll go with them as my stack of the day. I think it's pretty interesting. I think it's certainly viable. So yeah, we'll go with the Cardinals as my stack of the day today. I just think that this is a good spot for this offense uh, here. It's just that the price is just too cheap for those guys. So uh, again, I think there's a lot of stacks to like. Don't worry about ownership today. Really don't worry about it. Uh, you know, it's one of those things like I even said it on the podcast. It's one of those things that we say as we do these things. It's one of those like just drilled into our brains too as dfs players that always worry about ownership always worry about ownership but on this slate please don't worry about ownership there are so many different spots to go to and where you're going to go to a lot of these expensive offense and we're going to go to a lot of the offenses today they're all really expensive so it's like you know people are not going to own you know judge bets Blackman, all these different guys are all expensive and you can't play them all so don't worry about ownership guys enjoy the slate uh if you ever want to ask me questions on twitter give me a follow at travis mangone it's t-r-a-v-i-s-m-a-n-g-o-n-e again t-r-a-v-i-s-m-a-n-g-o-n-e always happy to answer some questions for you guys over there uh and thanks a lot for joining me i'll be back tomorrow on the weekend grind you guys can check that out uh we'll be having greg nefer on for the uh for the uh saturday slate of games so again thanks a lot for joining me guys and hope you have a good game today pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like dewalt and little giant we stock the largest in-store selection of dewalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer now save 60 dollars on a two-pack of dewalt 20 volt max batteries now just 99 dollars. plus we now offer the little giant king combo ladder the world's first step extension and leaning ladder giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only 159 dollars do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.